1: To the Pride of Detroit, P-O-D-Cast, prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. It gets longer every day. Uh, We're making this a quick one here. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday if you're listening the day after. Or if you're watching live on Twitch, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm Christopher Fett, the adequate host at Christopher Fett, P-E-R-F-E-T-T. And joining me, as are always, Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Jeremy, happy Thanksgiving to
2: you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone listening, watching and, and across America.
1: So we're going to make this a quick one today because and I mean, quick for us sometimes means like 40 minutes. So I wish I could say quick, but, you know, compared to what we usually do either way, though, uh, we want to wrap up this bird and stuff it and shove it in the oven before anything else big comes down the pike, mostly because like a lot of us have plans for Thanksgiving, even though we don't have, you know, families and everything. We do kind of have I, I at least have places we have to work tonight. But uh, so let's talk about the Lions real quick before we get to the elephant in the room, which might change before we even get this podcast out the door. It might actually happen while we're on the air. Which, <laughs> If it does happen, absolutely nothing will change. We do it live. Uh, Jeremy, the Lions suck. Uh, spoiler alert this game sucked bad the Texans are now the second team this year to put up over 40 points on the Detroit Lions once again Lions completely lost this time around uh, a lot of turnovers is the new and exciting development here as I believe how many do we have back-to-back fumbles Uh, start this game I remember well no the the pick six came first pick six that was it and then I believe, who was it? It was uh, Jonathan
2: Williams, Williams had the first Williams, fumble. And then it was Carry on Johnson, Johnson who Johnson. fumbled a little later.
1: Yep. yep. So uh,
2: uh, this did not go well. It, it, it was kind of an interesting game, though, because the Lions actually came out and looked like the better team in the first half, if I'm being completely honest. Like their offense was moving pretty well, their defense was getting stops early on. It was just, I mean, the story of the first half was the turnovers. The Lions were in that game, I'll give you the first and they probably would have been winning. Here's the thing. Without those turnovers, I think this game looks like just about every other game. The Lions come out, they look really good at at the beginning of the game, maybe they jump out to a 14-0 lead, a 17-0 lead, but what happened in the second half is exactly what we've seen in every single second half. The defense implodes, the offense stalls, same old story, same old Lions, whatever you want to say, this this was just a a marquee game and, and a perfect example of what we've seen all season. Once the Texans realized, hey, we don't actually have to run the ball. We can just throw the ball a ton, and they did. Amani Oruwari looked bad. Desmond Trufant left with an injury. I don't know who the hell else was out there, but Deshaun Watson just
1: blitzkrieg the I, Lions defense, and and we got what we got. I don't even agree with you on the first half. I, I completely quibble with you is that, okay, they were putting up numbers, but guess what? Like They were getting just bone crushed. And I, I know you want to say, hey, it's, it's just the turnovers, but – that kind of just belied effect. The fact they just couldn't really protect the football at all, really, to start here. And it just the Texans, the Texans not only capitalized on everything, but I mean, the Texans were bad, too, in this game. Like, yeah. I know I, I had someone threatening to put me on old freezing cold takes because I said Deshaun Watson probably isn't good because he didn't have two good, you know, first starts to this game here. And I will hold by that. However, by halftime, this game was over. I can't take this game in a vacuum and say okay they're only down nine points we've seen teams come back from that these we have to take the full body of work the Lions have never come back from that that many points down right now I don't think I'm going to say that they give up but there's no other explanation for it Peterson had a lot of good run, had a lot of yardage on the run he had some longs but his average was still Garbo carry on Johnson they seemed like Allergic from using carry on Johnson and I was complaining about it right up until carry on Johnson fumbled the football. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, once again, no real passing leader over hundred yards here. There's nothing really that I look at at this game and say, yeah, there was at any point Did the lions look like they belonged in the same game as the Texans, except for maybe the first two drives. But then after that, I can't, I, I can't say I give that to them because those fall apart so quickly, Jeremy, like, and I, I see our Twitch chat right now. They're asking, but well, two things are happening with our Twitch chat. One, there's a hype train going on. I'm not going to explain that to the podcasters what that is. Two, there's some people who've been asking us what we think about the coaching talk. Uh, there's a reason why we're not going to do too much coaching talk here, because again, I don't know what's going to happen between the time we we publish this thing and well, he, when we're recording. Right here's now. what we but can here. say. That
2: performance yeah. today, combined with everything that's happened this season, was enough to get that this coaching staff fired. I don't know if it no, will. No, if
1: it happens, yeah, it might it's happen fireable.
2: by the. Like you said, it might happen literally by the time we're done with this podcast. They deserve it. They have fully earned it at this point. There, I don't think there's anyone that can defend the product there on the field. Uh, you can only blame injuries. As, as there's, you know, no some, there's no progress. There's no progress. I mean, here's the thing. In the last four losses, you know, they've lost four out of five. In those last four losses, none of them have been close. None of them yep. outscored one hundred and thirty six to sixty six in four games. That's seventy points sorry. in four games. As as the
1: season was, I wonder is going what on, it's like to have a competent get, team. Like, you can tell when a, a team is like just not really putting it together and they're almost getting it there. This team has been getting worse and worse. I, I talked about last week guys not knowing what to do in coverage. Like they you can say there were a few things where they're getting bit hard on uh you know play uh draw, pl- um, uh, sorry uh play action but then there's some points where um, or warrior is out there and just like beat. he's just uh, getting, just getting beat. Beat. they're and just like, not good I, enough no one is good like, enough i this team needs some everyone on this team needs re- rehabilitation once patricia is gone because i don't know like because this has been the struggle we've had jeremy was we talk about coaching and player uh player talent here is that these guys out on the field it can't be just scheme it must be something they're getting taught just because no one seems to know what they're doing at any phase of the game i I mean and it's just it's unbelievable and yeah no this is a game uh if you haven't seen it sheila fordhamp was in the press box holding her head watching as the lions got a 40 burger put on them like so i know she probably wasn't uh, maybe she was doing that just for the cameras i don't know either way like she wasn't doing it for the cameras i mean no no but like there's so much going wrong here and combine you've got to again can't take it in a vacuum got to combine it with the panthers loss the first shutout since 2009 you got to combine it with the colts loss you got to combine it with the vikings loss congratulations you barely held on to beat the washington football team like I mean, this is this is a fireable stretch. You can't tell you can't look at this and say that Jim Caldwell deserved to be fired at nine and seven. But at this point, at four and seven, after three years of this crap, that Matt Patricia, for whatever reason, gets to hang on.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no question that this this team is in a worse spot than when Jim Jim Caldwell was here because Jim Caldwell beat these kind of teams all the time. The, oh, he couldn't Kim beat the like
1: three he, and one on Thanksgiving. He
2: couldn't beat the, <laughs> he couldn't beat the bad te- the, the really good teams. But he consistently it, beat the the bad teams. And I mean, last two weeks, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, two of the worst teams in the NFL, twenty to nothing, forty one to twenty five. That's it, game over. You're done. You are now officially one of the worst teams in the NFL. This team could very well lose the last seven games in a row. This team could very well be picking in the top five. And Sheila Ford, I mean, at this point. I wrote it in, in my takeaways, like, I'm usually not the guy that's, like, fire a guy mid-season. But at this point, I need to see Sheila Ford Hamp. I need to see her not only, yeah. you know, chop some heads off, off the, the the chopping block. I need to actually see her, and I need to actually hear from her. Because this franchise is in such a bad spot where fans, media whoever, they need to know that someone is overwatching this and someone is going to take responsibility for what's going to happen. And someone's going to change something because we're oh. at an all point, not an all time low, but we are pretty damn close to 2018 low right now. that That's, that's how bad it is.
1: Former players are once again, stunting totally on the lions to here too. Reggie Bush out here talking about the lions directly. Darius Slay retweeting him and a bunch of other things saying, talking about how bad this team is like, everyone has the knives out for this team and it's deserved at this point you you can't be detroit versus everybody on this because this team is just so damn bad that there's no again like uh, i we i feel like a broken record when i talk about kind of the differences between how we, judge Paul and how we are judging the right now There's no reason for this guy to be coaching this team right now. And he can go out there and talk about how we've got to play, how, you know, we've got to play better. I've got to coach better. Cool. But yes, as, the, as the Catholic priest, he, he, not words. Not words. your words don't mean bleep. I see what you're putting on the field. Everyone sees what you're putting on the field right now, man. You can say all you want about how you can own up all you want. You can take responsibility all you want but the ultimate responsibility is that maybe you're not the man for this job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not really sorry. This is awful. No, this team has added some time. This team has been set back a generation
2: and can, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our chat's going crazy. Cause we're getting a ton of gifted subs, but to, Like, I don't care what Matt Patricia says at this point. He can't say anything that'll make me happy. He can't make anything that's going to upset me because he says the same thing every week and I don't care. I think press conferences are mostly a waste of everyone's time. But I think this game was just like a perfect example of why he's never going to change, why he's never going to improve, why the Lions are never going to improve under him. They're so... I mean, who would have expected the Lions to come out and and run it twice with Adrian Peterson to start the game? Who would have expected the Lions to punt from... Uh, Texans territory twice in the first half who would have predicted them to not go for it on fourth and three and kick a field goal who would have predicted that the Lions come out of the second half and run the ball 10 straight times to burn eight minutes off the clock in a game you're losing two possessions and then at the end of that possession what do you do you you ham it in you say you know what a field goal is good enough yeah we're gonna win this game kicking field goals I mean, that's who Matt Patricia is. The, the end of the first half was an embarrassment. Their two-minute drive was an embarrassment. They ran all the time off the clock and then didn't convert again on a third and short and decided, again, let's punt it away because who cares? We'll win this game with our defense that has been horrible all season long. What do you do? I mean, it's just, it's it's insanity seeing him continue to make the same mistakes week in, week out, and, and say, you know what, if we just, performed better, if you know, I gotta coach it better. I got like, okay, yeah. Or maybe you learn from your actual mistakes and don't be like, you know what, I can coach this, I can fix these problems Monday through wet Monday through Friday. I don't need to play differently. I don't need to be different on Sundays. I'm just gonna be better Monday through Friday.
1: Maybe do something different. Yeah. That would help besides besides trying saying you got to coach better. You think if you just keep doing the same thing but do it just a little bit better, then it'll work. No, 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 no. You gotta be flexible and this coaching staff has proven you once and for all, that's not, they They don't know what that is. Like, bleep you, this square peg is going in the round hole if we have to slam it enough times until it turns into a square. Unfortunately for you, the time it's going to take you to turn that round hole into a square is more than 16 games. It's more than apparently 48, uh, almost forty games. <laughs> 64 games or whatever, yeah. yeah. Like, like it, you, you're out of time. I, I'm, I'm tired of watching this, man. Yep. I, I hate to say this because, like as I said in my "Don't take the Lions seriously; they're not a serious team" thing, someone was asking me why I still watch, and I say they're intellectually—I'm intellectually curious. But like, man, the last four, five, po- six, seven podcasts, uh, we've—I felt like we're broke, we're broken records. What's
2: Jeremy. left to talk about? What's left yeah. to talk about? I mean, you want me to talk about how I was kind of right about Amani Oruwari and everyone kind of hyping him up a little too much because he's not that good. I don't I don't take pleasure in the fact that I was right about that. And maybe yeah, he was dealing play. with to be fair, he was dealing with a back injury this week and maybe that had some sort of impact in this game. But this line secondary is trash. And when everyone else around him is playing like trash, suddenly he looks pretty good.
1: And he did play well. Are we going well to fight about Adrian Peterson and carry on Johnson again? I'm kind of tired of that. Great. Even me looking at like frustrated watching. Why don't they give carry on Johnson the football only for him to immediately reward me with fumbling it and then spending the rest of the day doing like average 4.2 yards per carry, which I mean, that's decent, but Hey, but you still know what? Gonna, you know what, Chris? The Lions stopped the run. We win! We win! We yeah, yeah, stopped the run. I don't even know who. Duke Johnson, hooray. You know, you 77
2: total the, yards from the Texans stopped. on the ground. 3.3 a carry. We stopped the run. We stopped the run. That's that's all we need to do.
1: You the world beaters, Duke Johnson and CJ Proseis. By the way, CJ Proseis had a touchdown. Just through the air, but it wasn't on the run. So that matters. That matters. Also an improvement didn't punt until there was about six minutes left in the second quarter. I think I think that's what in happens. Perfect. I think that's what happens when you turn the ball over three times before. Jeremy, they- Jeremy, they didn't <laughs> punt until six minutes left in the second quarter. That's all that matters. Okay? Okay. Oh, okay, so their their
2: strategy is to take their best player off the field and not punt.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that punt come in the second quarter? Was that from their own territory or? Probably. Who knows? Uh, I can't remember. I, I, I'm I've sorry. already,
2: I've already ex- ex- expelled this game from my memory because in the end, it, it we're not going to remember this game at all. I don't care if it was a Thanksgiving game. I don't know if it's the one. I don't care if it's the one before Matt Patricia got fired. And, and I feel like at this point it probably is. It, it's a nothing it's game. A hate. It, it, it's, it's it's a, a hate. It's yeah, like, I mean the so last bad. the last month has been the same shit over and over again. And listen, I'm 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 at a point where like I'm I am emotionally removed from this. You can tell like I'm not as pissed off as I was the last couple of weeks. at this point, it's just like, well, I know what's gonna happen on acceptance. Sundays. I know what's gonna happen on Thursdays. I know at some point we're gonna hit this big change, and and that's when things get exciting slash terrifying.
1: <laughs> I, I, I've been measuring this game against 2012 the entire time when the Lions last played the Texans on Thanksgiving. And at least when Jim Schwartz's teams were like imploding, there was something interesting at least in how they imploded. This is just bad football. Yeah. It's bad, bad, bad football. It's not the Lions finding new avenues in futility and, dist- and self-destruction. It's just literally they don't know how to play football. Simple as that yep simple as that all right let's take a quick break on the other side maybe dive a little bit more into this and try to guesstimate where what's going to happen with patricia i don't want to do it too much but if patricia gets fired slash doesn't get fired we're going to still tell you the reasons why he should be fired or or was fired or will be fired (laughs) or uh any any other uh quantum quantum moment in firing of matt patricia stick around we'll be right back on the friday detroit pod cast
0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And welcome back to the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Making this a short one on Thanksgiving slash Black Friday slash whatever it is for you. Because we are international. We're not always just for the Americans with their Thanksgiving and their turkey birds and cranberries and... Yeah. Um... I don't even know where I was going there. Anyway, uh, Jeremy, we still do not, as of the moment of this recording, which is 1.50 p.m. on the West Coast, 4.50 p.m. on the East, 26 Thanksgiving Thursday. We do not have news on whether or not Patricia is fired. But we're moving forward on the assumption that he will, at some point, be fired, which, honestly, if you think about it, is true. In the quantum in the quantum reality, at some point in any timeline that we have, Patricia is being fired unless he has been made like the God Emperor of Detroit or something, which isn't going to happen in this timeline. It's not. I can I can at least put money on that. So let's talk about why he should slash will be fired. Where, <laughs> where, where yeah, to start? Yeah, I where well, to where start? Where this regime ultimately went wrong and how we, we feel that way and where our evidence is in at least this season of Detroit Lions football. To For me, it's two basic points
2: that I think he failed on that that really destroyed the team from, from the get-go. The, the first being, of course, and we've talked about it plenty of times before, his kind of authoritarian uh, leadership type which ostracized plenty of people in that first year. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the Bleacher Report article that went out. It ostracized a lot of his best players, a lot of the team leaders of this team in an effort to to enrich the culture. And, and you know, and, and and I I get why some people bought into it at first. You know, the, the lines have never been taken seriously. They, they're a team that, you know, they, they had a players coach, uh, a guy who who. Didn't hold people accountable. That's the thing that we used to say under Jim Caldwell. He wasn't holding his players accountable, and so you get this hard-nosed coach. He blows up everything and gets rid of a bunch of players, ostracizes them on the way out, loses the locker room essentially in that in that first year. Then his his way to build a culture is to get a bunch of yes men who already liked his, you know, his his coaching style, already knew what they were in for. The problem with that though is that when he did that he brought in a bunch of lesser talent. This team is by far less talented than they were in in 2017. The, the the team that he inherited um much better than the one he he built and it's because he's limited himself to these kind of role player guys who who are yes men who who know exactly what to say, who are all about just following orders won't, you know, make headlines with with quotes and things like that. Um you you really limit your talent pool when you do something like that. And so that's what happened there. The second one, the second big point that I think Matt Patricia has has failed is just his old school attitude for the football game, the old the, the game of football. He wants to run the ball. He wants to stop the run. Yeah, he's got a, a franchise quarterback. Yes, he has a Pro Bowl wide receiver. But he'd rather he'd rather do exactly what he did in the in the first drive of the second half here, run the ball ten straight times. That. That is how Matt Patricia wants football to be played. Unfortunately, he's about three decades too late for that kind of football to, to succeed. And so conservative play style, I mean, you saw what the Texans did in this game. They were up three scores and they were still throwing the ball because that's where the defense was vulnerable for the Lions. Detroit doesn't care where you're vulnerable. They just want to do their game plan. And so because of the conservative nature of, of Matt Patricia, because he he's – an authoritarian type that lost the locker room and lost a bunch of talent. This team is where they are, and and he deserves what's
1: coming to him. I'm not going to make mine as long. There, I will say that in the end, it comes down to several things. I mean, we can talk about his arrogance all you want, but I think we all know, Jeremy. You can be just whatever you want as long as you get guys to buy in. But guys didn't buy in. No matter what, you could be you could be a joker or a or a hard ass. Guys didn't buy in. Uh, and that's not the fault of those players. That's the fault of you, the coach. Uh, you can't, you can't like, God, people love blaming the players for that kind of crap. But no, you're the coach. You, you, you have to be the one to get the guys to buy in, or else you're just not. Leadership is not people blindly follow you because you're the leader. Leadership is getting people to conv- to be convinced that you are worth someone worth following. I'm an anarchist at heart. I have very high standards before I follow literally anyone. Uh, and I couldn't tell you from this, I could tell you from the start, Patricia was not going to be a person that I would ever bleeping follow for any reason whatsoever. The guy just doesn't have it. And for more solid reasons, I, when we okay, I've talked about how much I dislike Jim Caldwell's hiring. What I think damned Caldwell most of all was some of the people that Caldwell surrounded himself with. He did not hire good coaching staffs. That's just what it was at the end of the day. He hired Joe Lombardi, Jim Bob Cooter as his offensive coordinators. Uh, Terrell Austin was decent as a defensive coordinator. But then you'd see it where he just like a guy like Randy Edsel would get fired from Maryland. And because he was Caldwell's old buddy, he'd be picked up to do like special projects. Al Golden, fired from Miami, becomes the tight ends coach. Ron Prince. Ron Prince Ron is Prince. maybe the
2: biggest mistake he made is holding on to oh him as an offensive God. line coach and he was not l- well liked and obviously not very good at his job.
1: No, no, and I could have told you that cuz he was a he was probably the worst guy to have ever coached at Kansas State. Like from the college ranks, everyone knew Ron Prince was bad news. And yet for some reason he's getting a job coaching in the NFL even if it's just for a position. However, we have kind of the shades of that here with Matt Patricia in that I'm sorry, Daryl Bevel is not good at his job either. Like this is a terrible, this is a terrible offensive scheme that does not work for any of the strengths this Lions team has. And to be honest, as much as you were talking about call, uh, Patricia not playing football in the 21st century, Daryl Bevel, for whatever reason, is probably facilitating that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah, and whatever it is going on with with the defense, I mean we're kind of just shrugging off the defense of being bad, what it is, but like both on the coordinator side with who he's hired and on his own side, like this is supposed to be your, this is supposed to be your bread and butter. And the defense is, it's just atrocious, man, like results out here. I don't know if it's just, you know, you can talk whether it's the talent. And I think part of this too, is we're going to talk eventually. I think uh, people, people have been worrying saying, Oh, you don't you know, it doesn't matter if you fire Matt Patricia, if Bob Quinn is still a general manager. Don't worry. They're a package deal. They're a package deal at they the end of the be. day. They have to be. They, they have to be. And a lot of that is the talent that is hired by Bob Quinn, been drafted and signed by Bob Quinn, becomes the problem for the defense, but also the scheme isn't working either. All these other teams have been able to revolutionize their defense and because defensive powerhouses in the NFL, while the Lions have been floundering, be it the be it, uh, the Chicago bears be it the Tennessee Titans, be it the San Francisco 49ers. We have seen teams do exactly what the lions have wanted to do across the board while the lions have floundered in hell. There's no, there's no God, there's no reason that you have been this bad struggling this long. And it's like, again, famous last words for Bob Quinn about, you know, Nine and seven, you want to improve upon that. And I think that's true for a lot of uh, Lions fans too, that they just, look, man, we all got greedy. We all got greedy. Even when we were sitting here talking about why Caldwell deserved to be fired. Everyone got greedy. They saw nine and seven. They saw 10 and six. They saw first round exits in the playoffs and thought, oh yeah, we're almost there. We could just need to push a little bit more. Uh, but to do that, we need to make massive changes and i think at the end of the day massive change was bad and that's what it was like the lions the lions thought they were just a coach away and it turned out that it no they were a coach away from disaster they were a coach away from being just immediately annihilated blown into the freaking sun and that's where we're at here like yeah the whole thing collapsed out and of hub- the-, it's the tower of battle it's hubris and i mean at the end of the day.
2: I, I, I am still kind of of the vein that maybe moving on for from, Patric- from Caldwell was the right move, but Patricia was obviously not the right hire, and it's because of the way he went about it. And, and, it, you know, we talked a little bit about this when Patricia's quote about, you know, this team had a lot of work when I, when, you know, there was a lot of work to do when I came over. Well, yes, but you decided to, to just bomb it instead of build upon what the Lions had. He had no interest in taking over a mediocre team. He wanted to build from the ground up. And that's where the mistake was made from the get go, because that team did not need to be, you know, exhumed from from its roots. It needed to just be built upon it. It just needed someone who could see what the Lions had and build upon that and not see and not just be like, hey, what I see right in front of me isn't what I want at all. Let's throw it all away and start anew." That's where the mistake was made.
1: Yeah, I just I just don't think the Lions, even with the right coach, were that close either. Maybe they just they, they were going to because there were other teams who weren't as who were nowhere near as close to the Lions either in that time, who were more making the playoff at a good clip. It's just that the Lions played in a tough division. They played against tough teams. They played tough schedules. And at the end of the day, like. Maybe they were good. Maybe they just were never good to take that next step in the playoffs. I have a lot of questions about that, and I think that goes to more painful conversations we have to have about guys like, you know. Matthew Stafford or some of the core pieces of the defense before they were all thrown out of a window by Matt Patricia or anything or, you know, the fact that the lions have complete, completely struggled to be a run game. It might, it's not that it comes back to the lies. This is the difference between us. I uh, talk about this and someone who pathologizes and says stuff like same old Lions" Cause I don't see this as a result of the fact that they have the lions on the front of the name. It's, bizarre that it's happened for this long with all of the gifts that the NFL has given to the Lions but it's not like they haven't had chances here Right. It is very much so feels like that the Lions at the end of the day were in the same boat as the Bengals in the 2010s because the Bengals were doing the same thing they were making the playoffs they were putting together decent enough teams with a probably second maybe third tier quarterback depending on how you want to view Andy Dalton I thought near the height of his powers he was pretty he was like probably second tier they had a decent defense, and doesn't matter at the end of the day. Can't home bring home the bacon. Your fate won't change, and it's it's tough, man. It's tough to be in that spot in the NFL because it feels like you're in hell. You're in limbo because you're not getting rewarded for sucking, and nor are you getting rewarded for going deep into the playoffs or building upon that. It's just it's what it's what it was, and unfortunately, Patricia's now swung that out of that out of that kind of continuum right into an even worse place, which is hell. You don't, You nothing works. Nothing works now. It's not that, Hey, the lions are losing because of weird uncanny rules and kind of last minute screw ups or anything. It just, they're just losing because they suck <laughs> and a team is putting 40 on you. Yeah.
2: So I, I think we should talk about Sheila before we close out here and what we need to see here, whatever from her. Um, because she I mean, she's now in the, in the spotlight and and, I, you know, we ra- I ran a poll on Pride of Detroit earlier in the week asking fans, do you trust Sheila Ford Hamp? And they answered with an absolutely resounding. Absolutely not. Sixty seven percent said no. Only seven percent said yes. Twenty six percent said undecided. So let me ask you this. We'll ask the chat as well. What do you need to hear? What do you need to see? What does she need to do to instill any sort of confidence going into 2021?
1: Honestly, I don't, I mean, if you're asking me as a fan, there's nothing she can do. Like whoever you hire next is going to have to rebuild at this point. And look, I'm not, I'm not going to bash her because she's a Ford or whatever. Some people have really gotten down this path again. Of it's the Fords, it's the Fords, the Fords. You can't prove that to me. That's impossible. And as much as maybe that's true, maybe that is absolutely true. Maybe the Ford family just—they don't care. It's a cash cow. But guess what? It, it's part of the reality of it. You kind of have to work against it. And guess what? We've seen teams who have been good with crappy owners in the past who have somehow defied the name, the the, the ownership in their in their apathy or their own meddling and become good. It doesn't really changing the owner won't fix or change your fate just because like, because what's the owner going to do? They're just going to want it more. They're going to fire people more often. No, that's not what's going to happen. They're just going to sit back there and in the boxes, they're going to make faces and they'll give you some, the, 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 the owner, the owner in the NFL is Vince McMahon. Like they don't have any actual power. Like actually that's not a, that's not a good comparison. Vince has power. I, um, I got That's a four-step four plan. Oh,
2: no. th- to, to build but confidence I, I, in me. Go ahead. Finish your point. I, I
1: don't. I. I but I, yeah, my point at the end is just there's nothing you can do. Like at this point, it is literally you need whoever you have next is winning. It needs to win games and hire good talent and draft good talent. And honestly, before like we can sit here and we'll talk and we'll digest it. And we'll talk about why it's a good draft or why this is a good coaching hire or why it's a bad coaching hire, why they missed in the draft, but at the end of the day for my fan side, nothing will change until this team actually shows on the field with wins that they are serious. Right.
2: Here's
1: here's what I need from
2: Sheila. Number 1 with a bullet is show up. Do something. Show your face, make a Zoom call, even a written statement would would be okay. It'd be my least preferable, but you need to show up this weekend. No no excuses. I don't care. I don't care if you're not even announcing firings. I need to hear from you right now. I'm I'm sick of this product. I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of just being in limbo for the past for the final 2 months of every season. I need to hear what is going on in your head right now. Face, you know, I know picture screams a a thousand words and your head in your hands. I know you're not happy, but I need to hear. Number two, fire Patricia and Quinn. They got to go. I don't care if it's now. I don't care if it's the end of the season. They got to go. They're they're a package deal. They they don't have any talent here that they can formulate whatever Matt Patricia is trying to do here. And I think we've seen by now, Matt Patricia isn't able to take a, a low amount of talent and take them anywhere, which means he's a bad coach, period. So they're both gone. Number three, you either give Rod Wood a, a, a demotion or you fire him as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm
2: sorry. I do not want a non football guy as the team president. That was a bad look from the beginning. He had one of his first moves was to alienate one of the best players this team has ever seen. And since then, he's slowly been crawling his way into more and more football decisions. I don't want a guy like him. Judging whether the lines are gonna who the who the lines are gonna hire as their next head coach. I don't want him in on the interview for the next general manager. He's not a football guy. Get him out of here. I'm sorry. If you want to be a business guy, stay on the business side. That's fine. Take your demotion. You shouldn't be president. You want me to keep going?
1: Yeah, just keep going. I'll just fix it later. Number
2: four, hire a football consultant. F- hire someone full time. I want someone basically a team president that knows football that knows what they're doing I don't know what Sheila hamp knows about being an owner about hiring and firing and, and football I need someone there that can make me at least feel a little bit better about the decision making the tapping thing at the top because again I, I don't I don't mistrust Sheila Ford but I don't trust her yet and so to me I need someone up there working with her that I can trust either a name that I'm familiar with or a guy with a resume or one with a resume that that is impressive enough where i can be like okay well at least there's someone at the top now that that knows how to build a winner knows how the system works and if she look at ford can do all of that in a week she's not only the owner i'm building a statue of her right right next to the big fist
1: no 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 because i, I we've been duped by this before and and like i hate to do this but like in this particular thing like for me what it comes down to in the end is like We've done this before. We all thought that because the thing is, is that the logical move is what brought the Lions to this point. Everyone, we talked about this before, the smartest people in the room were saying, you want Matt Patricia. He's the guy. He knows defense in this league. He will be the one to take the Lions to the next step. You have smart people telling you all this stuff. We're going to be smart about it and everything. Look where it's got you. It got you to the same damn place as where it was when you were hiring Matt Millen. Meanwhile, the Raiders hired both a coach and a general manager from television, and they are kicking ass. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, like, we the, we don't know shit. I is not working.
2: But that's my point. Is like We don't know shit, which is why I yeah. want someone who knows shit next to the Fords. Because, I mean, as much as but I've always...
1: But Ernie, of course, he knew shit, too, is my point.
2: But he's also kind of an old mind, like get get someone new, get someone fresh in there.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I guess, I guess. But at at the end of the day, like it it could be a new guy just coming to that same problem, too. I don't think suddenly like going Silicon Valley is going to resolve this either. Like there's no proof of that. There's nothing. That is guaranteed, which is kind of the problem here, too, for the Lions, is that nothing's guaranteed. But at the same time, too, just I don't know, man. Like I, I I, everyone is in this spot where they're like, hey, this everything here didn't work for various reasons. I don't know if taking the young guy will work because we're seeing a lot of the young guys not panning out either among coaches. So I don't know. I'm I'm resistant to it. And at this point, I hate to do it because I feel like the stick in the mud. But again, I have to say. I don't know. I have just give me some give me some wins. Give me some wins right. and then we will talk. Yeah.
2: No, you I, I think you're absolutely right there. I think we don't know. We won't know if the Lions made any good decisions until we see product on the field. And that's that's what's so frustrating and terrifying from the position we're in right now is because yes, it does seem like the Lions are finally going to get over this hump, get pull themselves out of whatever, you know sinkhole that that Matt Patricia has put them in but we don't know what when we peer our heads out of whatever that is we don't know what we're (laughs) going to see it might just be another crater
1: and that's why I hate this and the other problem too as um, as might be pointed out too is like because I see some people in chat saying we want to build around uh, Stafford Stafford I don't think you're getting much more out of him at this point too like as Jeremy as you've said before like as you've kind of despaired about We're kind of heading to this point where it's like, yeah, no, everything's kind of blowing up here very, very soon in in very, very bad ways. Yeah, I mean, if Um, if Stafford's
2: going to be around with the next regime, it's probably not going to be for long. It's probably going to be towards the end of his contract, which is three years at the most. And do you think this team can get turned
1: around in three years? It's not even that, too. It's like how good really is he as he's going to be on the decline soon enough. We'll see. I don't know, man. Chris, I
2: think. Yeah, I, I was going to just try to close this up and, and ask you if there's no, anything, anything you're you're thankful for. Let's in the spirit of the holiday. Let's try to end this on
1: something positive. Well, I'm not thankful for the gut and the bacteria in my gut right now, <laughs> as always. Um, I am thankful for I usually do these threads on Thanksgiving for thankfulness. I don't know if I'll do one this year just because like. I'll probably be asleep. No, I'll, I'll be asleep because I've got to work tonight. So I'm thankful. At least that I still have work and have a job right now, as much as it's kind of like literally killing my body to do it. Um. Thankful. We can still do these things. I kind of feel like I've been contributing much this year. Um, I feel I'm thankful. We've got the podcast back that I don't even, that I thought I was going to be out of my ass for the entire year because of the, California law stuff, but we managed to make it work. Um I like that we've got our Twitch chat here has been growing and blowing up in really big ways. Um I keep telling myself I am going to be doing my own Twitch streaming at some point. I just get caught up with everything, but I think tomorrow is going to be the day, but we'll see. I've I've also I promised our friends over at Battle Red Blog I'll go and join them to yuck up about how bad things have gotten. And who knows, maybe, maybe Patricia will be fired. And I'm thankful for Jack Fox.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: He did kick a, a off out of bounds, though. but
2: we'll, we'll forgive him. Everyone has their I'm faults. thankful for you except the mustache. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I want to also kind of express some of that to especially to our, our audience here. I'm, I'm extremely thankful for, for you guys. Um, you do make this a lot of fun, especially our live audience here on, on Twitch and YouTube. Um, we we get fiery sometimes. Sometimes I fire back at you. I fired back at someone on Twitter that I probably shouldn't have because they were blaming me for an opinion that I didn't even have. But I think part of the reason we're also fiery and angry and emotional is because we care so damn much about this team. And um, I I I can't even imagine how there's a fan base of a team that's been so bad for so long that can have that kind of emotional reaction to a team year after year, week after week, game after game, when we're seeing the same kind of stuff happen and you still get pissed off, that's a sign of a really awesome fan base. And as much as I spar with you guys, sometimes I am eternally grateful for you guys because you keep me employed. You keep me sane, you keep me entertained. And so what little I can give back to you doesn't even feel like as much as you guys give back to us. So for you guys listening on on our podcast, for you guys watching um, live, uh, thank you, and, and sincere thank you for for letting me be able to do this.
1: Yeah, I think that's where it's at. All right, bird times. So we got to go smoke some birds, and not just uh, not just drugs, <laughs> but actual birds too. Uh, thank you all for watching and as always and listening, and as always, we will see you star side.